Hello and welcome to the Top Red Podcast with me, Dave. I got piss taken out of it last week as well, by the way. I heard that. <laughs> but anyway, joining me this week is Josh and Blaine. How's it going? Yeah, good. Very good. I hope yeah, I'm all good. So we're a few days removed from the Villa game. Um... So it was a resounding three 0 win for the Reds. A game in which, well, things just seemed to click. Um, you've got to give Blaine's system a bit of a pat on the back, even though I would say there's marked differences, which I'm sure we'll go into at some point. So, Josh, I'll go to you first. What was your thoughts and feelings about the win? It was just really good, pretty much. Really good, as you say. It was. It, it, I thought it was as close to perfect as it could have been against Villa, uh, who started, you know, all right. I think they they weren't quite five one um, against Newcastle in terms of that performance. They didn't quite deserve to lose that. But I did say on this um, very podcast a couple of weeks ago that I was very much looking forward to playing Aston Villa if they camp on their halfway line. Uh, leaving 3v3s and 2v2s at the back, which, you know, the fact they were doing that from our build-up uh, and not actually being caught loads on the break was was just lovely. Um, everyone played really well. Everyone did a good job. I saw some moaning about McAllister not being good enough. Well, no, not being at his best as a DM. I just thought, I was just like, oh, short lads. Wait, people complained? Just won 3-0. Just won 3-0. Where's the tweet? I, was, I, went, I, I, went, I, went, I went out who it is. But... Um, Still not a fan of McAllister as the deepest fielder. He could do it, but you lose something when he plays there. It does beg the question who Klopp sees there for the most part. It's just like, who cares? Are you really making that point now? Literally minutes after you've beaten Villa, uh, you know, a potential European chasing team, quite quite convincingly 3-0. Let's have a rest. Um, Funny enough, yeah, really when happy. me and my dad were walking back through Stanley Park, he was one of our man-of-the-match contenders, so... Honestly, I don't really see um, what that person is is on about. Uh, I, I, to be honest, I've seen a few people saying that we do miss something when he's not playing a bit further up the pitch, which I wholly disagree with. I think he's much more of a link player in those first and middle phases, um, much more than he is higher up the pitch. So, yeah, I don't really see where that's coming from. He just did uh, his job. It's just yeah. like all of them, they just did their jobs. And do you know what? I've, I have um, criticised Liverpool over the last, you know, six, seven months, maybe to, to eight to a year, saying we look like we're not coached. We look very coached on, on Saturday, uh, Sunday, sorry. Look very coached. It looked like we'd actually put some thought into what was going on on the ball. We've, I don't think we can ever criticise um, the Liverpool team for not for not having an off-the-ball identity. I think we could very much criticise them in the past for not having an on-the-ball identity. That looked a hell of a lot different on Sunday. So we've, I'm very quick to criticise, so um, a huge huge compliments to the uh, coaching team. So Blaine, what was your thoughts? Ever the optimist, so I'm sure you... Um, I, I was really nervous going in, to be honest. I think, uh, I don't know if I overestimated Villa. I was um, more worried about us going into it in the matchup, um, But I thought we played really well, as you said. I think the most, probably, um, the best thing to come out of it is probably the control we had uh, all the way through the game. It never really felt like 
it was a moment where Villa were on the verge of scoring or that we'd lost control. I think even at 2-0, if they, if they got one back, it could be quite a nervy game. But I think we managed the game really well and we made the we made them look really average, which is what we should be doing at Anfield, really, against these sort of teams. But we've not been doing that to teams for probably a good 12 months now. So I was just really pleased. And as you said, everyone played well. Everyone who come in, Jones and Darwin, played really well. And a few of the players you had question marks over, Gomez, Matip, maybe Trent, um, all was really good as well. So you can't really complain. Yeah, no. Um, so, Josh obviously alluded to giving the note and being able to um, give credit where credit's due, so I'll do it first. Joe Gomez. Um, in this game and this previous game, has just looked uh, just the far better version of what he's looked like over the last, what, 18 months, two years? Um, he seems to have found that aggressive side again, which hopefully it's just a confidence thing. That being said, we've yet to see whether it's capable against a physical striker like, say, I don't know, Taiwo, Abanee, someone along those lines. But he, he he was really good. I think Matip was as well, but I just wanted to particularly say Gomez um, was really good. There was a bit of a moment when obviously he fell on the turn. I think his knees just turned around and went, no, you can't do that anymore, mate. Um, unless you want to be out for another 12 months. But um, He fell. Well, yeah, I, I just don't Imagine think he... Klopp describe his injury. I, I, yeah, he fell in training. Um, he fell out of nothing is the, uh, the turn. Oh, was it? Uh, <laughs> still for it. Out of nothing. Um, but yeah, he's um, his, his knees could not hack that. But um, I mean, as a backup, he's kind of proven in that game that he can be capable. Um, is there a is there a correlation between his performances when he's next to Van Dijk and when he's mm-hmm. not? I think because so I always well. think he's I think he seems to look better when he's not got Van Dijk next to him. So he puffs his chest out and he... But it might be a bit of a mental thing, yeah. Yeah. And, Um, you know, we had a... Again, I think it very much came down to everyone seemed to have a job to do, a very set job to do, and his was to, you know, make us not miss Van Dyke. And, mm -hmm. as as you say, falling over a side, him and 50 Pence himself did... um, did It was really good in the air as well. Was it um, it Shane last week that mentioned it as well? Um, he was uncharacteristically good in the air. Um, and he was, again, uncharacteristically good in the air this week as well. Um, but yeah, maybe maybe it is a bit of a mental thing with him that he doesn't have to be that kind of cover defender when Van Dijk isn't mm. there. Were you um, surprised that he wasn't the one going out onto the you know right-back position when Trent came inside? Because it... Um, we, 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 I know you mentioned it was kind of a bit of an evolution of the Blaine system, but we did kind of see a flat back four where at times where Trent became the right centre back and then the centre back went out to full back. I was surprised that wasn't Gomez, personally. Uh, I, a bit more natural out there. But the, the, the ironic thing is, is that these people who seem to peddle this whole you need to be trained as a left centre back narrative ironically Dave, had massive Dave, Dave as a left centre back. Well, yeah, drop drop the name. Um, ironically, <laughs> had Matip pegged as a left centre back, so to see Matip put 
in such a well, you could say exposed right centre back role as well. Um, was it might be that it might be that Matip is is arguably more comfortable in tighter spaces on the ball, and if if we had to kind of funnel it out there, he'd react maybe better than Gomez would. He's he's got more license to do those wandering runs into the half space as well, hasn't he? Yeah, so yeah. I think, I I mean, think yeah. that's probably at the end of the day, part it's, of it. It's completely inconsequential because it all really worked. Um, and what I actually saw, and it's what I've been banging on about, was we saw variety. It was it was not repeating the same thing over and over again until you can't do it anymore because they've they've stopped it. They've stopped you from doing it. There were lots of different different little. I know there was a big kind of uh, criticism of Mikel Arteta when he came out and said that they played you know thirty six formations or something against Fulham, but. It was kind of something similar with us. It wasn't 36, obviously, but there were just little neat little tweaks throughout the game in terms of different things, trying different things at different times that, that meant Villa couldn't really keep on top of what we were doing. And it's what we've been banging on for for a year. And yet again, Liverpool always seemed to get to the point where everyone goes, well, we were telling you this for ages. Why didn't you do it back then? But I like to think I'm, I'm going to live in this uh, positive dream world that we've turned a corner. Um, only, only an international a game after an international break at twelve thirty could really bring that mood down. So um, I'm sure we'll be all right. Checks, checks notes, oh, all right. but um, Wolves obviously don't look too special. So yeah, I think we we've set ourselves up to to do really, really well. Um, and yeah, I mean that midfield as well it was you know completely the opposite of what we saw last season, which. Thankfully, is what a rebuild is all about. Yeah, with the obviously mixing things up, I think we stretched the game a lot vertically. Um, I, I think I said a couple of weeks ago, I don't think we've been stretching the, the game enough horizontally, which we did a lot more in this game as well. Um, but especially vertically with them Nunez runs in behind, um, it made a, a whole lot of difference. Um, Nunez, I think. I mean, people will linger on the, the finishing side of things, but I thought it was phenomenal. Um, mm. Especially especially from a pressing standpoint, though, I haven't noticed it as much in the last couple of years because I feel like the squad's been so settled. But the years before that, when we were still integrating new players into the team before we got that kind of settled setup, and I, you could you could notice when players kind of clicked with the the pressing side of things, when they started pressing, the timing it better, curl on the runs better, using the um the the cover shadow better and and cutting off angles and, and being smart. And Firmino was absolutely the best at it. Firmino was phenomenal at it. Um, and obviously it's it's yet to be seen, but. It seemed to click with Nunez um, against Villa, and that, I, I think that's probably the main. People will probably think it's it's a it's a in front of goal form problem why he hasn't been in the team. I think he just wasn't getting in the team because Gakpo was a better presser than him, and obviously he was in better form than him as well. But I, th- I think that that's so important to Klopp and to see the the game Nunez had in that regard. Never mind the fact that he did the same old Nunez things of getting three very clear-cut chances and ultimately obviously we get the goal through cash which hits the post he hits the bar and he probably should score at the cop as well so you could you've got an argument to say you should have had an hat trick on top of this um really really to good fair, performance martinez gets a, a little touch on the one at the cop which does take it away from him a little bit 
Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird height. Um, it's one of those where Harlan scores because he's a freak with yeah. stupidly long legs. And he's left-footed. Well, he, left-footed. he probably throws his right at it, but because he's got stupidly long legs, he can get at so many things. But Nunes has to kind of go, oh, am I going with And it is what it is. But yeah, I thought Nunes was phenomenal. Obviously, we'll get onto Sobber's line at some point, but... Diaz stretched the game on the left superbly, essentially by himself. He was that out ball that we've been banging on about. And Trent and Sobberslay seem to have struck up a lovely little partnership on that right side as well. So, yeah, there's a lot, a lot to be be excited with. So, I mean, we can wax lyrical about Sobberslay. I'll, I'll start with you, Blaine. What, what did you think? Obviously, you've got the goal. Oh, he's his performance sensational, in isn't he? He said, I think he might be the greatest player to a number eight for Liverpool. And so, I mean, I mean, you are that. young enough to think that, to be fair, because <laughs> the last one was no good. Well, he only, um, he only knows two, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, he's. I, I just I, I didn't know much about him before he came, but it's it's more he's off the ball looking at how like he just, I mean, you've been in the ground here and seen him, but he just looks like a unit as well. He just, he and he just he's a big lad, yeah. he just seems like he was the perfect. Midfielder essentially, and um, there's no wonder why John Anderson had one training session with him and uh, decided to uh, pack his bags because, uh, yeah, I just he's just unreal, an unreal player. And I think out of out of all the midfielders we have, he looks like the the one who's. I think we've been missing it for a while. Someone who since Chamberlain who could kind of drive in midfield as well mm. and have that sort of. I think we've had a lot of players who are very good at um, obviously pressing, keeping the ball and stuff like that. But the actual drive he's got as well, um, he's done it a few times where he's gone past the the uh, fullback on the byline and then cut it across. Um, he's just he's just sensational, isn't he? Yeah, um, I mean the goal, uh, just weak foot kind of that bounce finish. I mean he probably meant it as well, like the, the, the to get the bounce and the spin on it that he did. It wouldn't shock me. Um, how much people seem to bang on about the technical side of things. Um, I mean, yeah, if you could build a clock midfielder in the lab, it would be him. Um, and I think he has a major upgrade on Henderson. And that's, I mean, I made notes after the match saying that that's more of a testament to Sobber Slide than it is a slight on Henderson. But you know what, fuck Jordan Henderson at this point. Um, so yeah, um, but I think. Like with the Henderson thing, it got to a point where I think teams were kind of, it became kind of a bit of a dummy runner for us with with Trent and Seller. But it came a point where teams were kind of just happy to let him go to a certain yeah, point because yeah, because exactly. What what what's he going to do? Sort of thing. But you see now, I think by that that right hand side, you've got three players who ideally you want none of them on the ball, and it gives other teams such a headache now of what do they do? Um, and obviously Trent moving around in different spaces, but. He kind of just, he can kind of run that right hand side on his own, to be honest. Uh, as lie, which gives Trent even more of a uh, space and time on the ball as well. So exciting yeah. times. I mean, one for hyperbole, but like it's obviously you've got the solid situation. But over the next eighteen months, you could see that developing into potentially the best right side in world football. It's, it's absurd, and that's why it will probably be a shame to see Salah leave. Um, and not see that kind of right side, that partnership down the right blossom over the next um, 18 months or so. Josh, what did you think? 
Um, I don't think I could sum it up any better than Blaine, to be honest. I think it was just perfect. Um, my only hesitancy is that he's played every minute so far, and I'd quite like him to get a rest at some point. But mm. I don't see him starting in the Europa League, so yeah. get him to Wolves. Um, if we can get to a point where we're two, three, and up with twenty minutes left, and you give him twenty minutes, fine. Uh, let's do that. But I don't think he's going to play against Lask. You, you need him for then West Ham. You would think that you know drive off the ball. Then is it Brighton, Tottenham? I think with a couple of League Cup, uh, League Cup game and another Europa League game. So we're reaching that point in the season where we're going to see different teams. Um, obviously, we've obviously played one a week so far, so I, I, I'm not quite as worried. But yeah, just I'd, I'd be cautious about overusing him because he has had uh, injuries in the past. But hopefully, um, hopefully we manage him well. But yeah, what a, what a start! And you know, it's almost like. Sunday, the goal just crowned off a or capped off a brilliant first four games for him. It was mm. it was perfect. It was just it felt like the perfect time for him to score to kind of go right. Let's be the way he scored it, as well. D- yeah, well, do you miss Henderson now? But that, mm. that that was almost like that goal going in was him saying, "Yeah, I, I've I've got this now. You're all right." Um, actually, do you miss Cater as well? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so and answer both of them and say no. By the way. Yes. The correct answer. No, but I, I felt like the, the midfield just became more facilitators as well. Like they were forcing things. It was they were they were happy to just keep the ball and and prevent those turnovers and those transitions that have been killing us for the last eighteen months. Um and they were winning a lot of second balls as well. Um McAllister seemed a lot better in that regard as well. Against the midfield, which I was a bit weary of coming in against, of Kamara, Luis, and McGinn. Um, even though I think McGinn was playing out wide, wasn't he? But, um, but yeah, yeah, I, I think the midfield was phenomenal, and it's it's good. I, I feel like the team are starting to gel and and make relationships. Of, it's kind of like what we were saying a couple of years ago, though that. You know, all we kind of said all we needed in that midfield to upgrade it was people who could do the same sort of thing off the ball but have that technical quality on it. And it's like we finally realized that players like that exist. McAllister, um, like, and to an extent, Jones are all pretty, pretty decent off the ball as well as on it. And that was almost the culmination of that on, on Sunday. They were incisive when they needed to be safe. When it was the right time, Klopp said it was the almost perfect balance of of you know control and uh, directness, and it was it, yeah, it, it probably won't get much better than that this season. There's going to be times when we look at that team that plays and that you go bloody what, what have you done there when they've drawn to Bournemouth or something. But um, yeah, I mean if we can kind of use Sunday as a blueprint going forward, I think we could be we could at least have a a sniff going in towards that February time that we're, that we're there or thereabouts. Yeah, so one, one it's probably not a negative, but one player I wanted to talk about was Cody Gakpo, and I think personally you could probably do with maybe taking a bit more of a backseat, um, especially with this upturn of form from Nunez, to just maybe have that time out of the scene that Nunez had to kind of maybe get more to grips with things. I mean, we've used it. We've used all of like a Swiss Army knife since he's come. You're, in. We've used them everywhere. 
You're saying that I think you should start against Wolves. Really? And Nunes on the bench. Oh, that that would be but, harsh. But Wolves are going to sit back, aren't they? They're not going to give you as much space as Villa did, and it's less chance to create that chaos. So having somebody that little bit more assured, technically Listen. leading the line, and then you know, thirty minutes, tired legs, stretch the game. You've got to start winning the games proper, well, smartly, as as you know, instead of trying one thing and it not working, and then you you're really scrambling because. If you're trying to break them down with 30 minutes left, you want to bring Nunes on, not Gakpo. If you don't, if you get it wrong, um, just for the, you know, as I said, they get a bit tired and lose a bit of concentration. Go on, Blake. Are you going to say something? I'm just saying, like with Nunes, does it kind of depend when he's going to be back from like international duty? I don't know when. When the mm-hmm. uh, South yeah, American has been well. back, but, um, that could play a part as well. After having his legs run off by Bielsa. I mean, the, the the thing is, though, I feel like you have still got to stretch these teams horizontally, and I just don't, I can't see us doing that with, especially with this different role Salah seems to have moved into now. Um, I mean, Gakpo can do that getting in behind Malarkey. I mean, we've seen him do it in the past, but I just don't want it to. I, I just don't want it to become sterile. I guess. Um, but, I mean, a, a star for Gakpo would actually be playing them up front rather than, obviously, um, in the midfield today. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Maybe we I don't. I think we, we win the game, whoever plays up front. Yeah. That's going to be, that's gonna be to, my take. To, to say Nunez can't play against Wolves because they're sitting deep essentially means Nunez can't play against not like three quarters of the league, though. So I don't really think that's a viable way of going about it. I think it's more the fact that, you've, as you say, you've got to give Gakpo the chance as well. No, you have, yeah. But there's plenty of games. But, I mean, if Gakpo was in the form Nunez was in, would he be dropped? I don't really think so. It's a nice problem to have. It's it's a very good problem to have. It's a very good problem to have. Um, But, yeah, overall, I mean... Yeah, going into the international break, then are we all a bit more, a bit more confident? Because I mean, I am. But I always I it, was. I think it just it, it places more emphasis on the Wolves game, though, doesn't it? Now it, it feels like, nah. oh yeah, we be the one. Yeah, but I mean, not from, from the players' perspective, but from like a fan perspective of wanting I that think... validation of like, yeah, he can do this over. I think a we just need to chill time. out a bit. I think we just need to just chill out and you just do. Let... I've chilled out now. I'm zen. Mm. I've had my emotional time. I've had my uh, I say it all moment. Yeah, until you get on the aisle again. When you when are you next going on? Maybe Saturday. But oh, we, don't well. play, we don't play this weekend, so there's no. Oh. Re- if anything, I'll just be saying we're going to win the league. Oh right, okay. I'll go the other way. But I think we just need to chill out. I mean, like, what what are the expectations for the season? I think we need to kind of get out of that. You know, every time we drop points, it's. Oh yeah, man, was the end of the world sort of thing. Um, for me, for me, it's win the Europa League. I don't, I kind of really don't care about the league. You're in the Champions League regardless. Then, I and it's, the it's, the one, it's the one trophy. Klopp's not won. Be nice to feel uh, complete the set. Well, I'm not even taking the piss. I'm looking at both of my flights. What to Dublin or just yeah. all round? To Dublin. Surely it's easier for you to get a ferry. 
Um, well, I can't get ferry times at the minute, and I think it will be like rammed, and I'd rather take the risk and get the flights now, even if we don't get there, than have to pay extortionate prices to go on a ferry. Because the those ferries will be fucking mad <laughs> if we get there. What happens when we're resting all our team in the semi-finals? Because we're five points ahead of City going into the last, you know, few games of the season. I openly weep. <laughs> Then we lose. Then we lose both. On <laughs> the last game of the season again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't say that, boy. Come on. Wolves at home, is it? <laughs> it is. It, it, it is, isn't it? Oh, is it? <laughs> I, th- I, th- I think it is. It, is uh, it can't be if we play them this early. I'll check. Oh, it is. It is. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> right, the season off now, lads. We know what's happening. <laughs> We're all right. Uh, I was thinking, I'm sure it is. We'll check out How... the city now. So, City are going to be 4 0 down this time and win 5 4, are they? Oh. I'm going to have to tell Nunes that his goal doesn't mean we win the league. Oh. Um, I mean, since since we last recorded as well, we've obviously had the Salah stuff, so we've got to give that a bit of attention, I guess. Um, obviously, I, I was shit myself because we've had this thing this season, haven't we, where. When we've recorded, there's been some kind of transfer things happening. And I knew we were recording on the Thursday, which is the end of the transfer window um, in Saudi Arabia. So I was shit myself a bit. But rest assured, um, he's, he's not going anywhere. And yeah, what, what, what do you guys do? you think he'll go January? Do you think he'll go in the summer? Yeah. Do you think he'll go at all? I'll get one fifty in summer. I think it's summer job. Summer job, yeah. I, I, I'm still a bit um narrowing about whether to sell him next summer either, but we'll cross that bridge when we get there, I guess. I think I'm in your school of thought to be honest, Blaine. I don't really want to sell him. It will it will reach a point that when you have a thirty two year old sellable asset on your books, you've got to make a, a sound financial decision as well. Uh, especially if you want to maintain any sort of competitiveness going forward, to have as big a budget as possible to replace. Well, all right, John Henry, calm down. Oh yeah, but it's Are what we built our success of. Are you get one of these yachts as well. Okay, you don't sell Coutinho, you don't get Van Dijk and Allison. So, no, you uh, don't. If we've benefited from before, we'll benefit from it again. We'll be fine. I just don't know you buy. I just don't. The, the thing is, with Van Dijk and Allison, they were Saka. so. They were so no. Van Dijk and Allison were so clearly top top players to me. Like it, it, it was so blatant at the time. Don't get me wrong, Mane and Salah have matured into players that we could never imagine that they'd become. But them two particularly were, were they were you know we're going to nail them too. Is there? Any combination of like a winger and another position that comes in and are that much of a sure thing. I mean, Saka's probably the only one. You're not getting Saka, though, are you sure? No, you're not getting Saka. No, we, we won't. But that, but that's what I'm. I'm just. He's the only one, and he's unavailable. So I don't really. I don't really see why. Um, I get what you're saying, Josh, but. I mean, from a purely emotional perspective as well, as I said, it would be a shame to see him taken away from that free. That player then, 
doesn't materialise suddenly over another year when he will go for free. That player yeah. isn't isn't going to be there in a year's time after you've not sold him yeah, in the summer. Yeah, but I don't know. I, I, I'm... The only thing the only thing not selling him does, it gives you another year to train Doak and then you have to throw the, all your eggs in his basket. Well, I mean, you, you don't do. you, you you just have to replace him with a player that just is blatantly not as good, not near as good because you're not going to get anywhere as anybody as good. You're, not, you're but... going to have to do that either way, aren't you? Really? Rather yeah, do it but... with 150 million pounds than I don't know. I think Nothing. I might rather have another year of seller. I think in the grand scheme of things, it won't be the biggest payoff, to be honest. I mean, and by the way, even. everybody's saying 150 million. I would still be pissed off pissed off if it's in the summer and anything less than 200, if I'm completely honest. Yeah, well, you try with 200, but you've got one year left on your deal. It's... They didn't even yeah, bid Mbappe... this year, though, did they? Mbappe yeah, Mbappe's 24. Yeah, but you were only having them for one year. Yeah. He's, well, he's, year, he's, also, he's also a better player than Salah. So, it's a moot point. I don't know. Well, that's where the extra 50 million comes from, though, isn't it? I don't think we gave him 200. Well, well, sorry. I don't think we'd, we'd get to 200. Fair enough if we do. I mean, they've just spent 90 on Neymar, who's a fucking. What I, what I would do is. Um, buy the Salah replacement pretty early and then drag it out as far as long as you can in the window well, and make them more and more desperate. I mean, Mr. Diaby looked quite good <laughs> the other day, but unfortunately now it'll take an astronomical amount of money for him to go. Obviously, Doku's gone. Fuck knows. I mean, I've been racking my brains. The only guy I could come up with was Rafinha from Barcelona, but I didn't even really like him that much at Leeds. So we've heard these players kind of spawn out on nowhere, don't they, over the in two years' time, it's going to be completely different. What what's available? What is the new, you know, the new there's players also, out there? There's, there's nothing out there for for me saying that player should be left footed. Well, I mean, they, yeah, but they've got to be dynamic enough. Mane played there. Yeah, but Mane was dynamic enough. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, exactly. I'm saying there's a profile out there that exists that doesn't cost you 150 million. Yeah, no, but uh, I don't know. I mean, we have well, we've replaced Mane to to a. A certain degree, but I don't think Diaz is anywhere near that yet. Oh, can't wait until we go back in for Julian Brandt. <laughs> He's actually quite a good player, to be fair. Um, <laughs> yeah, God knows. I mean, I think there's a lot of questions. I mean, Canate is one that's starting to worry me a bit. Um, no chance. He's going just, nowhere. You just can't be relied upon that. And I mean, I love him. I loved him when he was at Leipzig. Um, but I don't know. Um, he's starting to frustrate me a bit. That's just saying. I don't think we're in a position at the moment to be able to rely on players that you just you know, can't really be relied upon. Um, but I, yeah, I, I think you're right. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think we'll just get a replacement in for Mata. I, I don't know. really know what the advantage would be to sell him, though, really. Canate. Mm-hmm. Or being able to replace him with an able-bodied can we not replace Matic with an able-bodied better? We we can, but then we'll still need five on the books because we've still got one that's injury-prone. Well, is... well, we're going to have to replace Matic either way, aren't we? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And it's probably better replacing one than two in the same summer. I just hope he proves his, his fitness. Is basically what I'm trying to, to say. Fair, I think 
Yeah. Because I'm, I'm not advocating for him to go, but, you know, it does come to a point where, and he's already starting to worry me, so to speak, so I think, oh, I'm bad, it going? That's hard. Um, what did you think about Robertson, by the way, on Sunday? Because, obviously, that's a position that people believe Liverpool need either reinforcements or replacing. Um, there was news this Sorry, no, no, go on, you finish your bill. No, I, I, was, I was just saying that there was news this week that um, Aleti Fak have been taken over by <laughs> um, a Saudi conglomerate worth tens of billions, um, which could further their abilities in the market. So, I, personally, Robertson kind of reeks of Stephen Gerrard making a move for him next summer, but um, that's just my take away, Josh, what were you going to say? I was just saying again, it was a very dynamic position on Sunday. He was up and down the flank and he was, you know, coming into a back three and did it all really, really well. So it's amazing what you can do to, you know, make a player look like the player they can be by giving them the opportunity to do what they're really good at and also doing something that makes the rest of the team look really good. So, yeah, worked really well. He played really well. Probably eight, nine, ten out of ten, I would say. Eight, eight or nine out of ten, even. Um, didn't didn't really do anything wrong. What's your take on the Robertson situation, Blaine? Do you think he needs I think replacing? He's had a, or... Well, it's it's hard to say. In it, I think I think he's had a decent start to the season, and I think a bit like what Josh said, the 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 roles of Trent and Robertson have been a lot more flexible and a lot more. I think last season it was a bit like um, it was a bit more rigid, and they kind of did what they did no matter what. But it was kind of that nine game period where we just seemed to try and get through it. This season, it's been a lot more. Uh, flexible and a lot more adaptable to the situation, which has been good. But again, it's it's where you see yourself in 12 months, so you can't really... We don't know what's going to happen with Salah. We don't know if with the midfield are we going to go big again for a midfielder. I think we definitely... I think it was probably the summer to go for the defence next summer. But then if Salah goes and we, we're still crying out for a, a out-and-out sticks, for example, then, you know, Robertson for another year is fine. Um. So it's very hard to say at the minute, but I think it's been good so far this season. Yeah, I think it's that word again, isn't it? He's been fine, and I mean, he, I, th- I thought he was he was really good against Villa, but you know, overall, he's been good, fine, good. Um, but again, people have to kind of go to the other side of the the spectrum and go a bit over the top. I mean, I don't know whether he might be suffering from the good old. Let's blame, you know, the British lads since they can't blame Henderson anymore. People seem to have a weird thing for doing that. Um, it was Milner when Milner was in the team. Less it was Henderson. I think it's starting to fall on Robertson. That started a bit last season as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, yeah, Wolves. Anyway, are we are we feeling about it? Our twelve kick off on a Saturday. Right after the international break, not great to be honest. Just because of all that, what you just said. Yeah, nothing. There's a bit they, riding on it in in our minds. No, no, just the, the you know, right after an international break, half twelve. Oh. You know, it's it's just not going to be a. It, it just has all the hallmarks of a tricky game, doesn't it? It's one of them where we know our record, especially recently in those half twelves. And after an international break, it's going to be just one to get through, I think, that one more than anything else. 
We'll be top of the league at half two. Yeah, I think we'll win, but it's just one to get through. And that the, the next little run of four games is a bit tricky as well. I think we've had a been a bit hard lines with the start of the season, but at the same time. Um, I think if we get through these eight with a decent point score, then we've set ourselves up nicely. Um, a nice little springboard for the rest of the season. Yeah, and I mean, Josh, you're, you were born there. So. You were? When you born in Wolverhampton? I was born there. Sorry, I didn't hear what you said. Yeah, uh, yeah I was. I was. Um, the club's mess. Um, the so fans are really win. pessimistic as well, by the way. We will win quite comfortably. Although it was Gary O'Neill who led Bournemouth to a 1-0 win against us last year when Salah yeah. forgot where the goal was. But, you know, he'd had longer in the season with that lot. Um, How did they play on Sunday? Did you watch the game, Josh? I watched a bit of it. They look, they look tidy. They, what is good is that they, they want to try and play. So mm-hmm. just plays into our hands because it means everything they've kind of trained and coached up until then because it's a new manager, they then have to kind of rip up and yeah. start again by... You know, let's do a whole week of a low block. It's like, what's the point, lads? You probably better, better chance pumping balls into the box and scrapping for second balls, but they won't do that. So, um, yeah, I think I think it will be pretty comfortable. They lack they lack that goal scorer, Pro- proper striker. Yeah, I sound like a, such a Brexit, yes, Brexit pundit, but they do lack somebody who can stick the ball in the back of the net. I really like Mateus Cunha. But if you want him buzzing around another focal point, and they've had, they've they've had to try and make him the focal point, and don't get me wrong, he played well against Palace, but we saw in the United game that he's prone to not being the most clinical. I don't know why, but for some reason, I have nightmares of Juan Chan. Has he played well against us before? <laughs> Scored in the cut last season when Allison kicked it to him, didn't he? Mm. Oh, we, oh, I remember last season when I played Wolves eight times in two weeks. Oh, my God. I was at that cup game as well. Same. Hell. Well, you were at the away game as well, weren't I you? I was at the away game, yeah. 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 The that hell that month. Elliot. That was the worst month that, I think, of football ever. Yeah, that 3-0 loss really topped things off, didn't it? Um... But yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't seen much of them. Obviously, they've lost Mateus Nunes, who was probably by far and away the best player. Um, but I mean, looking at them on paper, I mean, this is on paper, but I don't see how people are counting them to finish the lowers. I mean, a lot of people have them in relegation. The fans are really think, pessimistic as well. But I think it was because they had a lot of financial troubles, didn't they, at the, in the summer? They've not literally not bought anyone, have they? Yeah, no, but a bag of money doesn't play on the pitch, does it? Yeah. No, that's why we should keep Salah and not get 150 million for him. Yeah, I told you on me over there. Mm. <laughs> Speaking of spending money, by the way, Ryan Gravenberg. Oh, yeah. Great, yeah, great signing. Josh says great signing. I'm happy. I'm happy to be just the, the devil's advocate for everything because most of the time I'm right. So <laughs> it's absolutely <laughs> fine. Yeah, but we've not said anything bad about Gravenberg, so that makes yeah, no well, sense. Well, I have, I have received. You can't just, so, you can't just yes. say I'm the devil's advocate when no one uh, else is. Well, all I will that say is, is these two in the group chat crying it in about signing him. Wait, wait, oh, what? About. Neither of you particularly wanted him, did you? No, and I, I didn't particularly <laughs> want him pure, not as a 
player. But I did like, say weeks ago. I didn't say when we signed him, but you're when we were linked throughout the summer. There was some proper underwhelming nonsense. I was an emotional wreck, bro, when I Josh. I was an emotional wreck. Wasn't there someone on the face all time? I think he could be a six quite easily. No oh, fucking hell. But not every what game. Is this not, every, not every week. Is this because he's a big ladder? <laughs> I just think he'll he'll be he's very coachable. So big, big lad. He, good he lad. Will he's win a, good lad. He'll win us a big game with a screamer and you'll love him. <laughs> he's such and he's a good lad. Like Gaspo. <laughs> it worked for Cruyff. Oh, Does he yeah, Biff as well? I think the best thing about it was that he's clearly not. It's not a like a little panic buy, is it? They want. They clearly wanted him for years. So it's. it's do we a, believe it's that Melissa Reddy thing? By the way, I do. Yeah, I do. Yeah. The the game changer thing. Him. No, not, and uh, I don't know about that one. But I do believe they've wanted him for a while. Yeah. Um, but you don't believe that. I do think his his lack of minutes. His lack of minutes means he should be available, and that's what we need: availability. Yeah, lack of minutes isn't really a bad thing for me when you've seen he's kind of he proved it at Ajax. So, if anything, the lack of minutes is a bit of a positive for me because he just hasn't been, you know, played into the ground kind of thing. But yeah, it makes me worry a bit for Curtis Jones. Nah, be fine. Yeah, Don't worry, I mean, why we always worrying? Well, I'm, does Dave think we're going to play the same midfielders every game? No, know, yeah, obviously not. Good. But Rodrigo's obviously we've got Thiago to go, so Gravenberg will take his place in the squad. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, thank God, Jesus! <laughs> My um, God, he got injured again. How did he get no, injured on the way I, back from an injury? That lad. I want Jones stuff, to stuff work out. Toe. I obviously want Jones to work out. He's a local lad, and I'm the opposite to these people who seem to have a bit of a chip on the shoulder when local lads come through. He's not had a bad game since he got broke back into the team. Nope. No, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. Um, he gave the ball back away. And there's, again. There's, also, there's also a reason, obviously, that he's come back from injury and gone straight back into the team. Yeah, the team looks better with him, isn't it? Look, when, che- when he came against Chelsea, we looked better midfield, and when he played against Villa, we looked better. I know, obviously, they we had Gakpo in midfield before, but he just seems like a little like safe, safe pair of hands, really, in midfield, doesn't he, at the minute? The white it, it, kind of what we need. Yeah, there was yeah. that thing I was on about where the, the pressing, I mean, Klopp said it a million times as well, isn't he? Pressing gets you in the team, and I think he's, over time, become a really good counter-presser. Um, he literally, I've seen him leading the, like, leading the press for England under-21s and them getting goals just as a consequence of just him in the press. Um, yeah, I, I, I feel it's a really underrated part of his game. But he's, he's well, I can tell you for certain he still hasn't won the, um, he still hasn't won the ground over, I don't think. But uh, again, I think because, no, yeah. it, it always happens with local lads. People have a chip on the shoulder about them uh, for some do you not reason. Think, do you not think, like, we there's always going to be this thing about what he used to be and what the idea of Curtis Jones is to kind of what Klopp sees him and has always used him as. You know what it is? I, th- I think it's because he's, he's that player that kind of, he can calm things down. He's like a link player. Yeah. And for whatever reason, a, a, a lot of the time at the ground, it's like, get the ball forward, you've got to get the ball forward, 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 forward. But there's no real patience. I mean, to be fair, I mean, Wijnaldum got that a lot, doing that role. 
yeah, yeah, one yeah. always, you know, praised. I will say he, he was on the ground, though. I think you. it's a bit different because of... I think if Liverpool are, you know, a 9-point team with Curtis Johnson, it's a bit different than it, but with Liverpool, I mean, there is a lot of more doubt over everyone, so... Yeah. yeah. He doesn't do the exciting stuff, does he? And, he, and he's, he's sometimes... It I think he has Trent, got that. Trello, Trent had that for years. Like, Trent had to prove himself, like, to a ludicrous level for people to just kind of have faith in him. Um, I do think he does release the ball sometimes a bit too slowly. I think that's always been a bit, you know, keeps hold of it a bit too much at times, especially attacking phases. But yeah, I don't, I, I've not been to the ground for a while, so I didn't, I didn't know that were a thing. No, I, I mean, listen, I think Jones has always been. Um, people have a misconception about academies of the the only they're only worth anything if you're producing like a Trent or. Um, oh no, I'm Marcus Rashford or whoever. But to to get quality squad players like Curtis Jones, um, out the academy, I think is is what it's there for, because you're probably saving. I mean, look how much we pay for Gravenberg with forty million on Curtis Jones alone. And then you've got transfer factor in as well. So yeah, no, but yeah, Jones, I worry for him. Um, I think Gravenberg could probably play that Sabatai role as well. I don't know, Josh. What do you think? I mean, you're, you're Tottenham as a six, so I think I said he, he he'll be fine as a six, or he'll be a good. Six. I think he'll be used as a six at times, though. I think he'll be played everywhere. Yeah. I think he's yeah, going to yeah. be our fun- he's our multifunctional midfielder, which is literally what we oh, signed him for. Hey, <laughs> you've read the uh, press releases, haven't you, there, Josh? So yeah, I. When we're crying out for somebody that isn't Harvey Elliott going into midfield, you're like, oh, why can't we just have an actual central midfielder? We sign one. Oh, I worry for Curtis Jones. It's like, oh, come on. What happens with Elliott now, by the way? He'll be fine as well. What? Come yes, on, mate. He... Just it's four games in. Four games in. Jürgen Klopp's put their shirts in the bin oh, yeah. and put hung, hung up Gravenberch's. One minute no. we don't have enough midfielders, and now it's like we're worrying for it. Oh, he's not, he's not started this I'm week. I'm sure you've not started this about week. the amount we've got. Who? Blaine was. When? <laughs> Nine midfielders. <laughs> when did I, hang on. Are you getting me and Shea mixed up? Because I've never said this. When? You did. I'm do you know what, you what lads? When? After Gomez's last two performances, I do worry for Van Dyke. I really do. Hey, Quantz is coming. To be fair, I do worry about Van Dyke. You said him. Van Dyke. What? <laughs> <laughs> Now, uh, I don't think I've ever said that about nine midfielders. That is liable, actually, if anything. Well, you know uh, this kind of more creative role Salah seems to be taking? Do you think that's a role Elliot could potentially play? Maybe. I think he could. I he played a similar role with Blackburn, and he played really well. I think it depends what how, how strong and what he does in the Europa League, doesn't it? In terms of what, what's going to be kind of the Europa League team. I can't thing. wait for the Europa League, you know. I think that's what I mean. I'm quite excited. I think it gives I'm everyone to uh, the full squad gets the chance to kind of have the minutes, have the rhythm. Everyone's playing, and if you're winning, you know you've seen how it affected, like I you know United last season go firing a lot of the cups, but that's because a lot of the squad players get the minutes and rhythm. So when they, you know, brought in to kind of those league games, it's a bit easier for them to to fit in. Um, and I think that's a like, lot of exciting new lads as well. 
Yeah, I mean, your people went through it like the midfielders. I mean, how many of under 24 now over then? I think it's everyone over then, Endo and Thiago are all yeah. under 24. I mean, I mean we're not even seen by Sasic this season either. I mean, another one you've got to worry for though, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got Bajasic, you've got Bobby Clark, Elliot, Jones, Quanta. Um, what did Simicard, you make of that, that the the not signing a defender. I know Josh um, is fine with it because Josh is fine with everything. He's the devil advocate. On the, I mean, uh, do you reckon they have faith in Quanta, given the amount of minutes he's played so must far? Be, must be. But then again, they've got no other choice of the really at the minute. So he's play five, years, five years' time, we'll be saying, oh, you know, Quanta, £60 million centre-back. We, we all knew we never needed one. That's what we'll be saying. I mean, he's, he's he's highly rated at youth level, isn't he? But he did play for Bristol Rovers last year. So, can't <laughs> the way. Um, or on the look at It's better, to be fair, it's better than... Um, oh, who's the lad who used to play with Nath Phillips? I've already forgot his fucking name. Reese Williams. Reece Williams. Reece Williams. It's what better than going from Kidderman's to Harriers to uh, Premier League, isn't it? So How slow was he, by the way? My God. It makes sense, lad, did he? He was, he was slightly, qu- slightly quicker than Levi Colville. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fucking he, hell. He's slow, you know. Once is a big lad as well, by the way. He's a big lad. He built. But no, uh, uh, it would be really good to see like, Ben Zoke as well. Come on. Ben Zoke minutes. I worry about that. I, I love the group as well on it, really. Not much <laughs> travelling. Nice and easy. Yeah, all Central Europe. Oh, the the okay. That's why I'm laughing. I, I saw one of those aggregators like pulling faces at it, and why? Oh no, why we don't. We don't get to go to Ukraine. Uh, why would you pull faces at that? Like, not not the group, just the fact that we've got so many games coming up. Oh yeah, we like we've got like it's, it was wrong by the way. So like three games in five days, which is not. But um, yeah, that, but that, one was a, one was the last Leicester game. Oh no, I get to watch my team play yeah. football a lot. What the fuck? To be fair, last season that was a problem. Yeah, it was a problem because we'd be shit <laughs> and we didn't have any squad depth. <laughs> you do but now, but season, anyway, you're, you're worried about the squad depth. You're worried about them all. Well, I am worried about them all. <laughs> the me boys. I can't I believe am. you've made that lie up about nine midfielders. Can't, I'm going to scroll the group chat now. You I think, did uh, complain. Lask is a perfect game for Gravenbush, isn't it? Yeah. Lask at home. Put him away. the first game. He's is it? Up, no, running yeah. all the first game's away. Phil, Lask away. Players the six. <laughs> He'll probably play Endo, to be honest. The decision to stay uh, here has not gone down well, has it? With the uh, old national team. No. What do you think about Trent, by the way? Josh, I know Josh thinks he'll be back for Wolves, but... Nah, I think he'll miss Wolves. Yeah, he'll miss Wolves. You said it was just to get out of international duty? Uh, then I saw Joyce say it was a three-weeker, so... <laughs> then the devil's advocate and he come out. He had to take the... Uh, to take the wasn't, a bad, wasn't, wasn't a bad... You Did know. you see James Pierce use the... Um, he's a fast healer line. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking he's definitely back for Wolves. Who, who would you play right back then? Because Van Dyke's probably not, still out. Not a clue. He'd probably play Gomez, I imagine. And um, back. And Quanta. No, Kanai's going to be back, isn't he? Is he fuck? 
Endo. Oh, I would go Enzo. Really? Right. Oh, okay. He's played def- He's played centre back and defensive midfield in his career. It's literally Trent's job at the moment. So. Endo is the Milner. See that gap there, mate. Plug it. What about yeah. Robertson and Art Simicass? No, I'd rather anything other than that. Actually, <laughs> any other option we've got. But people went from Simicass as the best backup left back in the world to. I never did. Me. I never I did. Still think Simicass is fine. He's oh, absolutely God. fine. I, 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 honestly, I he's going to get the most assists in the Europa League this year. No, what well, I think one. it's because he acts like a bit of a fucking bozo. He acts like a proper Moreno. Well, he and looks that's... like he's he doesn't get a good night's sleep every day. <laughs> yeah, there's one like negative he train, about trains, He trains counterpressing. One in negative. his sleep. I, I, think Adrian, I think Adrian's Adrian's the negative, isn't he? I worry for Klopp. Wait, you he think Simakas is an actual Simicat. negative on the squad? Hundred percent rubbish that lad. I just don't like him. Can't, I don't. I just don't get it. I don't personal. See it. It's personal. Really it sounds really personal, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I just don't see it at all. I just don't, I don't like his haircut. Jeez. Can't wait till he comes out against the whole island of Greece. <laughs> Where's he going to play? You think he's going to do that Robertson role? Yeah. Yeah, he plays centre back for Greece. Oh my god! I. I can't wait to see the reaction if that happens he put, at 11.30 he plays on Saturday. He plays role, doesn't he? For, um, for Greece. <laughs> I just don't rate him. No, nah, man, we can't have Robertson doing that Trent role. There, there, there was a moment where Robertson just went for like a Trent <laughs> pass and it just sailed down against Villa. It's like, yeah, mate, you can't do that. Just leave that to Trent. Um, I think it's fine not to rate him, isn't it? He's all, you know what I mean? Semicast. Yeah, not to like rate him as a starter, but as a backup. Come on. Oh Jesus. <laughs> well, okay, you have your opinions. I think he's not very good, but <laughs> right, okay. So uh, he's anyway, the slowest man I've ever seen play football. Slowest. Is... Oh yeah. Anyway, <laughs> well, let's have you seen Levi Colwell? Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Like I said, what another murder didn't he against uh, the old father? Yes. Yeah, let the hate. Come on. Bullet dodged. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I have no doubt he's a quality player, but looking back at, at those first two performances for that 150 million. <laughs> yeah, he started cringing. But yeah, uh, Wolves, home. Away. 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 Fuck. Um. <laughs> Going back to Josh's roots, what are we saying, Josh? You can start with the predictions. Um, I predicted our first clean sheet of the season. I'm going to predict our second. Um, back to back three nils and Mohamed Salah. Blade. Uh, I'm going to go. I, what did I, I don't know what I did last time. I forget the goal scorer is that a pick? Pick Jota. No. Go one nil Gakpo. I'll go. Blaine's going one nil Wolves. Simakas own goal. 1-0 Gakpo. He's not that bad. I don't mind him, really. Um, I'll go... Um, 2-0. And... You can't say Gakpo. Oh, did they go Gakpo? Mm. Fuck off, am I Gakpo? You did. 
You did a couple of weeks ago. I can't be asked. Oh, what you said about Villa. Uh, oh, thanks, mate. <laughs> thanks, mate. Just fuck my points. Yeah. I don't think you did. I genuinely don't think you did. I said two two. Okay. I'm proud no to po- admit it because we won no points. You know, I said 2-2. You've also made up my thing about the nine midfielders, so I'm, I don't think you're a very good source at the minute for uh, reliability, I'm afraid. Who knows Diaz? <laughs> well, you love Diaz, you, don't you? <laughs> I love that, lads. That's you ain't Diaz, you. I think you just have an issue with players that play on the left side. <laughs> I know. I love Robertson. I don't hate Diaz at all. You know, I hope McAllister never moves to that left centre mid role because you're all fucking lethal. You're one of the people in the ground who boos Jones when he plays left centre mid, aren't you? Oh, fucking hell. Boos him because when he comes I on. Hear yeah. I hear you. Right, anyway, we won't be back next week because. Well. This is next week. What? Well, this is next week, isn't it? <laughs> The game's next week. We previewed the game next week, so I'm saying this episode is next week's as well. <laughs> Think about it. Um, it's okay. oh, come on, you've got to get that logic. I don't know. I don't. Well, we we record games weekly, yeah, yeah, and and you know we preview them. We've done a preview for a game that's happening next week, so effectively this is two weeks worth of content. I know. That's what I'm saying. So this is this is kind of next week. I know we're not going to be here physically next week. I'm just saying. Well, I know. Well, that's what I was saying. All right. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. Well, that anyway. was worth it. Anyway, this this is from Josh, who says he's always right. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. As ever, if you can leave us some nice rating things and stuff like that, and follow us on Twitter at Top Red Podcast. Yep. Um, Josh and Wayne sometimes chat off the bollocks on there. Um, I don't. I don't have access to the account. Don't you? No, it's never oh. me. Don't, don't, don't sell it my name. Oh right. Okay. Well, Blaine will soon have access to the account. We don't need it. Just be Simic Slander. <laughs> if I can remember the password. But anyway, it's been emotional. Thanks for listening. And we will see you not next week, but the week after. Adios. <laughs>